Hey, welcome to the Pass Control Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan, and in this week's episode, episode 117, myself and Mike sit down and talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture, as well as our Black Friday shenanigans and our foray into PSVR. But before we get into this week's episode, a few housekeeping things. This week's episode of the podcast is sponsored by Goodnight Fatty, the North Shore's premier late-night cookie pop-up, as well as Beer Brand, a men's grooming company with products for your hair, beard, and body. But more on both of those lovely sponsors later. As always, you can find us on the internet at PassTheController.io, on Twitter and on Instagram at PassController, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PassController. You can support us by going to our Patreon at patreon.com slash PassController, or shopping at our shop on threadless.com, PassTheController.threadless.com, or PassTheController.io slash shop. And we would appreciate that. We're going to update that frequently with new designs and cool stuff to keep you outfitted in your favorite podcast. I mean... I didn't say it, but maybe you did. Who knows? I don't know. If you want to say you're your favorite podcast, I don't know. Go on iTunes. Leave us a nice review. We'd appreciate it. And enjoy this week's episode. episode actually, oh, I apologize. Before we enjoy this week's episode, episode 117, one more housekeeping thing. This upcoming December, we will be doing a pop-up at Goodnight Fatty on December 14th and 15th from 7 to 11. Their normal hours will be there gaming eating cookies, having a blast. Come hang out with us. It's going to be a great time. And uh, yeah, enjoy this week's episode, episode 117 of the Past Control Podcast. said michael spell iowa i would have freaked out for a second it's um, i-o-w-a yeah like i, the, I got that it. wouldn't be like that how would you spell it otherwise how would you think to spell it otherwise i don't know i feel like it should have more letters i, I can be on board with that there's too many vowels i think that's the problem too many vowels all right fair enough mike it's been i feel like it's been a while since we've sat down just because of the holidays mm-hmm. we recorded an extra episode the week before uh, the snow in Iowa. It's just, it's terrible. Is it snow in Iowa? You know, if you could ask me, Michael, point to Iowa on a map of the United States, I couldn't tell you where it is. You could actually, <laughs> you could actually, like, just zoom in to, like, Iowa and the surrounding states, and I'd still probably be at a loss. It's gotta be, like, middle north. Like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with near the Dakotas. I feel like it's next to Ohio. Maybe because it actually is. Maybe because it's another four-letter state with, like, a bunch of vowels in it. You think all the four-letter states just hang out near each other? Iowa, Ohio. Is there another one? Uh, did you say Idaho? I didn't because that one wouldn't fit. It's those little four letters. Yeah, but it's, like, four or five. I mean, what other states have that few letters? That's my point. I yeah. think... So you think the three of them just, like, congregate? I didn't say three because I didn't include... Idaho. What's what's wrong with Idaho? Why can't they be included in the mix? I feel like it doesn't fit the criteria that I had set up earlier. All right, Cuba map, because this is this has gone on long enough. We need uh, to figure out. What's yeah. Going on well, here. I like I don't like to respond to the Twitch chat while we're recording the episode because mm-hmm. it's not about them; it's about the episode. Right. But just like I don't understand this person. Why? Like, why are oh, they okay. so convinced that we're not in Boston? Like, I don't understand. I mean, we're not in Boston, but we're in Massachusetts. Listen, I. I don't have to prove anything to anybody. I don't either, but I'm just I'm so confused by this person. This is their gripe. This is what they're hung up on. 
I mean, I can go get my 18 other Red Sox hats or a Red Sox jersey, but I, I'm not going to do that right now. I don't I need to prove myself. If we lived in uh, Iowa, it would be doing a great disservice to that state. Yes, I, I agree with that. Yes, I'm a Patriots fan. You get a root for the whole team, right? I'm also a Boston Uprising fan. Who, who is this guy? What are we doing? Anyways. anyways. What's Mike. another sports team that we have? Uh, the Revolution. The Revolution? He likes soccer. Um, anyways. How was your Thanksgiving, Mike? I don't know. It was all right. Was it all right? Yeah, Just whatever? Listen, are you like a big Thanksgiving? Like, are you like Thanksgiving food? Eh, I eat, but I mean, I eat out of obligation for my own body to survive, not out of any real, real like. I'm not the guy's like, oh boy, food. Okay, but so like that style of food though isn't your jam. Like you don't get down with that. I like the food that they serve there. Okay, all right. If you if there was like a ideal food dish for someone to throw a plate of you on Thanksgiving. Do you like do you have one? Is there like a I know you're not a pie guy. I'm not a pie guy. We definitely went over the whole pie thing before. Managed to get rid of that pie that I ended up at my ended up at my house. Oh you got rid of it? Well someone came to like blow the leaves. And you paid them in pies? I paid them in pies. Wait, did you really? Yeah. Did you also pay them in something else? Like they got money. Real money okay, too. all right. But you I paid them in pies. I'm like that's like that's that's pretty cool. Like, I if I went to go do a job, and like I got my pay, and then someone also paid me in dessert, I'd be pretty happy about that. I mean, I'm not like a big pie guy either. Like, I like apple pie. Like, I'll fuck with an apple pie all day, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna like seek out pie. I'm on your. I'm on board with you there. I mean, I feel like you just don't eat pie. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. I don't go out my way. For what about like a banana cream pie? I've had a banana cream pie, maybe two or three times in my life. And no, just not fucking with it. Like, I, I ate them because pies were offered, and I picked the one that I thought was the least expensive. So I got I got it once at that place in New Hampshire, the the famous one. It's, it's famous for some reason, right? Like a, a pie place in New Hampshire? Yeah. I've never it's been. famous because I think, like, Adam Sandler and, like, Sarah Silverman <laughs> okay, all right. used to eat there or some shit like that. If that's their claim to fame, though, then is it good food, or is it just some famous people used to eat here because we're in New Hampshire and there's I would have, New Hampshire. I would have to ask Dom because he was the reason why I went. Me and him okay. and like Sarah went there. And then one time someone brought to work a bunch of like tiny uh, table talk pies and I was like, all right, I guess I'll Hand eat. pies. Hand yeah, pies are Little good. hand pies. Yeah, okay. I was like, all right, I'll take this banana cream pie. All right. I mean, I, I'll get down with like a coconut cream pie. Dessert pie, like, like not fruit oriented. I guess mm-hmm. banana cream is fruit oriented, but like not like chunky fruit stuff. And here's the thing, if we're going to get down to pies for a second, and we'll move on, because why are we talking about pies? It's got to get a, you need a scoop of ice cream. There's got to be a scoop of ice cream there. Yeah, I suppose. And the pie's going to be warm. Like, I don't want no cold pie. Cold pie does sound weird. Even though I'm not really eating pie. I feel like the banana cream pie was probably cold, because it's cream. Well, yeah, I mean, in those situations, like, you're going to have, like, a, yeah, I'm not going to heat up a coconut cream pie. Mm -hmm. That's got to be not healthy. I think the problem was... American pie came out too early in my life, and I just assume people fuck pies. Maybe that's it. Well, just don't eat a pie that has a hole in it. Preferably, like, a dick-shaped hole. Maybe I'm looking at pies and thinking people want to fuck this pie, and, like, I don't want to be a part of it. I don't think that I've ever wanted to fuck a pie. I mean... That movie spawned, like, three or four sequels and a couple, like, side movies. Like, clearly something's going on with pies. Does... Does the... Is the texture of an apple pie, like, that close to... 
to like that that like that's Brendan, I don't eat pies. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, getting Thanksgiving out of the way, Thanksgiving was fine. Mm-hmm. A, a big thing with us, you and I, is uh, is Black Friday. People I feel like we go, huh? People, it's, it's a big. Thing. Well, I mean, yeah, but like you and I, we we tend to go hard on Black Friday, mm-hmm. and hard as in like we stay up, we go out, and we get into the thick of it. Not necessarily we're out there fucking throwing bows and dropping fucking stacks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we're we're in it because we just like the fucking madness. Right? Yeah. I like the atmosphere. Now, I don't know about you. But I'm feeling 22. I like, I get, I don't want to respond to the chat, but like now he, he's like, Mike, how are you American if you don't like pie? Maybe I'm not. Maybe this is what's going to get me finally deported. God Back damn to fucking wherever I'm from. Um. <laughs> Out of Iowa into like, you know. Go back to Canada where you came from, Mike. You're Timmy Hortons. Hey, hey, don't you knock, don't you knock Tim Hortons? I honestly, like, for a second, I was like, is it Jimmy Hortons? Is it Timmy Hortons? Is it Tommy Hortons? And I just picked one. Oh, okay. Was Tim, it right? Was it Tim, Tim Hortons? Hortons? Okay. Tim Hortons. Um, National treasure. I will say that this was the weirdest Black Friday, I think, for yeah. a few for a few reasons. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Normally, there's, like, deals we care about, which yeah. there wasn't that many. And I feel like normally, there's some, in, like, in like the most recent years, like last year, maybe the year before, too, there's been some stuff that crops up a little bit early in the week. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a few different deals, maybe not everything, maybe a small window of time for, like, you know, if you're, like, a My Best Buy member or something. Like, something like that will pop up a window for you to kind of shop some things before the madness. But I felt like... Monday of last week, everything was just ready to, like, you could just go, like, do it. And even if it wasn't planned, it was like, Best Buy did their My Best Buy thing, and then Amazon was like, okay, well, we're just going to match every price. You know what I mean? I felt like that kept happening, so I feel like a lot of, I feel like a lot of the stuff that I was even interested in buying, I already kind of scooped up prior to, like, on Monday. Um, one of those being PSVR, yeah. which we, we'll get into that in a little bit. But, uh, I mean, outside of the PSVR pickup, for me personally, I mean, I got a couple games I was looking, you know, didn't really need, but you know, get them anyway. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really much else. Actually, the thing that I'm most excited, I, I guess PSVR was a good pickup. I'm happy with that purchase. But um, the... <laughs> I have to stop looking at the chat. The uh, this this is why I don't want to have interactive like we should just keep the that t- tuned away while we're doing this because it's interfering with with what is happening here. Oh, I would I wasn't doing anything anyway. Yeah, no, I I know I know. Uh, but I feel like the thing that I'm most excited about outside of the PSVR is all the fucking Blizzard shit that I have coming in the mail. Just because like that was a decent deal. There was a lot of good shit on sale. Mm-hmm. Um. Got some dope Boston Uprising gear on the way. A few other things. Um, for you, was there anything in particular or like a good snag? Mm, no. Were you happy with the VR pickup? VR pickup was fine. It was something that I had planned. Like when I bought my PS4, 
last Black Friday because that was. Is that when you got it last Black Friday? Yeah. Because they had that. Uh, it's like get a PS. I mean a PlayStation for two hundred dollars and you get a fifty dollar gift card. I was like, all right, cool. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. Oh, was that game? Is that one we also bought Injustice? Is that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. A game that. Th- this is why my Black Friday pressures have gone down and down over the years because like I know I don't need these games. Oh yeah, most of my games, the most I ever do is install them, and that's it. So anyway, uh, when I picked it up, I was like, all right, so now I have this. Mm -hmm. This is before I built the PC, so I was like, this is probably my cheapest uh, option to going to VR. Yeah. Then I built my PC, and it's like, well, I could definitely do VR on this, but I already spent a lot of money on that computer that I don't use. Um, (laughs) And then... um, like getting an Oculus would be another three or four hundred dollars. Yeah. So I was like, eh, whatever. And then that thing went on sale. I was like, perfect. I can do this. Is Oculus considered the best of of the VR options, like Vive, PSVR? Possibly. I would I would argue that its main selling point, or like where it would probably excel, is that. If you have the right computer configuration, it can probably run really well. And then I feel like your options on PC are probably greater in terms of what you can play. Okay. Um. Hmm. That's all I can really say about that. Before we dive into PSVR, because that was one of the things I really kind of want to talk about, is uh, I like completely lost what I was going to say. In, in regards to Black Friday. I feel like there was something that happened on Black Friday that, like, was worth talking about, and now I'm just blanking. I need another coffee. What, um... Were, were there any other, like, online deals that you scooped up that were worth it or no? I mean, I bought something from Banana Republic because they were doing... It was, like, 50% off plus another 40% off. I was like, well... Okay. Yeah. I mean, Uniqlo was even disappointing this year. Like, yeah. there just wasn't... there. Black Friday is whatever now. We did both buy stock shit. Um, I will say, there was actually some decent digital game sales. I, I scooped up a few good Switch games. Um, I intended on scooping up a few Xbox games. But with the recent devastation of my life, of my Xbox One X shitting the bed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I decided by the time I get this back either any of these games I was debating will be on sale again or I just won't have time to play them because Smash will be out etc I will say that we should probably right, so we should get into that so it it was Black Friday morning was it? was it Friday morning? yeah well, it must have been Friday after after we had gone out for Black Friday, when I woke up that morning, so like whatever, 11 or something, my fucking Xbox shit the bed. Or was it the week before? Was my Xbox already broken when I saw you on Black Friday? I believe by the time you saw me on Black Friday, you had already you were already saying there's no point in me buying these games. So then it was the because... week then it was the week prior. So it happened on a Friday. And, uh, yeah, I have no recollection of anything. It happened on a Friday, and it was working perfectly fine the night before. I was 
literally using it, woke up in the morning, not working. Um, doing some research, you know, Microsoft support, Reddit, the whole nine. It seems as though this is an issue you may run into at some point since we both have Project Scorpio Xbox One Xs. Apparently, this is an issue that happens, that the HDMI outport just craps the bed. So I have a support ticket in. I just need to mail my Xbox out. I've been waiting for... To make things easier, I was just waiting for my Blizzard delivery to come in, take the box, and fucking put it right back out. Yeah. And that's taking longer than normal. So if it doesn't come tomorrow, I'm just going to go buy a box somewhere. I mean, I've I've got boxes. I mean, I probably have a box in here somewhere, too. I also, like... For my day job, I can just go to a store and take a box. Like, there's mm. just plenty of boxes. Um, I was just, like, a box that will hopefully come in with, like, some sort of packing stuff already inside. Like, I mean, either I probably, peanuts or whatever. I think whatever. I still have my Xbox One X box. So I definitely have my Xbox One X box as well. I just don't want to ship that box. Because right. that's, like, if someone sees it on a port, they're going to just steal it mm-hmm. when they ship it back. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Well, then, yeah. I've got, like, plain boxes from things I've ordered that I literally just put it in my porch like yesterday because I was planning to throw them out but if you need a box alright well maybe we can, we can re- revisit the Assuming box situation they weren't thrown out like when I left today fucking Georgia W box over here oh I did order um, I, I ordered their Black Friday like uh, oh the cards the cards did they were they only up for Black Friday did they get taken down I don't know interesting uh, that was the other thing That that's one of the things that made Black Friday fun for me was that if, you don't know what Mike and I are talking about Every usually it must be every year. I mean, if they've haven't done it one year, oh no! But usually every year, Cards Against Humanity does something ridiculous. I mean, they do plenty of ridiculous things throughout the year, but for Black Friday, they usually do something ridiculous. And this year, they converted their website into like just a portal for selling something every ten minutes, and it was like ridiculous items that they were selling every ten minutes. Like sometimes it would be. Uh, what was the portable uh, portable sauna? sauna? There was like a portable one-person sauna. There was like a poop poncho. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there was like crazy things like a guitar signed by President Jimmy Carter. Like, yes. Um, there was a bouncy house one time. Like there was crazy things. So it like consumed me and Mike and we were just sitting there trying so hard. And we got close on a few things because mm-hmm. there was only one item and it was sell out, it sells out. But it was just a, it was a who could type the fastest game pretty much. Uh, but that was like one of the highlights of Black Friday because Black Friday just wasn't that great of a fucking Black Friday. I think I think this year may have solidified it as like a, all right, I don't really care about Black Friday next year. Yeah, the same thing happens if they just like, because no one really wants to go out. No one really wants to go out that early and no one really likes the idea of forcing people to work early and earlier on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I think they're just kind of... I mean, our boys at Target. Target said, fuck it, we're not open until 7 a.m. 7 a.m. God bless them. I wonder if that was... I wonder if that was countrywide that they didn't do that. Because I know Massachusetts is, like, weird about... Yeah. Like, you can't open on Thanksgiving. If you do, you have to pay a fine. You have to open at 1230. If you don't, you pay a fine. Like, Mm -hmm. there's weird rules around it. So I don't know if it was just a thing or if target was like no as a com- as a company we're not gonna like make our people work um so black friday was it was just disappointing it wasn't like not the ideal black friday 
Especially because, like, a lot of the Black Friday magic I get. I guess if I picked up a PSVR on Black Friday. It would have been cool. Yeah. And if I didn't already have a Switch and I managed to get one of those Switch deals. Sure. They were, like, I mean, that was an okay deal. But, uh, it wasn't like, I don't know. I, again, I think the Blizzard thing for me was probably the biggest thing besides PSVR. But let's get into the fact that I don't have an Xbox right now, Mike. Okay. It's breaking my fucking soul. That's not for you. It's so weird to come home and just naturally like go to turn my Xbox on and then it not be there. It's depressing. Yeah, I mean, how are you gonna do competitive now? Well, so the, the granted, I have less than a week at this. Well, no, nine days or whatever until Smash is here. But my goal between that time is like, all right, let me try to bang out some non Xbox games before smash gets here because i know smash is going to take over um so i'm working through valkyria chronicles 4 which is one of the games i scooped up on the eShop for black friday as well as steamroll dig 2 another game that i scooped up on black friday on the eShop. keep in mind i have plenty of other games in my backlog that i could be deciding to like bang out but instead i'm just actually adding more games yeah. While saying, let me bang on my backlog. Um, so I am working through Valkyria Chronicles. I'm actually really enjoying it. It's it's a very... Uh, I've never played any game in the series. And I listen to a few other... I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And there's a podcast I listen to in particular where when Valkyria Chronicles 4 came out this year, uh, he was a big fan of it. He's like, oh, this is a, you know one of my favorite series, whatever. But I was like, mm, a million games going on. I don't care about Valkyria Chronicles. But it came on sale half off in the eShop. I heard a few other people kind of talking about it because it was on sale. Like, this is something cool to check out. So I looked into it, and I was like, all right. Like, it's a mishmash of a few different genres. Like, it's tactical. It, it borrows some elements from Fire Emblem. But the combat is also... So, like, you're moving your units on a map. When you select a unit, you select, like, one singular unit. And when you select them, it goes into third-person, like, an action shooting game. But it's, like, it functions the same way as a role, uh, like, an RTS or whatever, or, like, Fire Emblem, where you have a limited amount of spaces you can move. And then, like, when you get in range of someone, it's, like, you are, like, aiming the gun and, like, shooting. So it's, like, but it's not, like, like, it still functions like that type of RPG where you aim the gun and then you press A one time and based on how the game rolls the attack, you either hit them, hit them, you know, critical damage or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. it's just a weird mishmash of things. And then it's, I mean, it's it's a Japanese game. It's made by Sega. So, like, it has all of that, like, I mean, it's anime stylized. But it has all of that, like, like a Tales game or like a Fire Emblem game where it has, like, the romance and, like, silly dialogue because it's, like, not... You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I suppose so. Like, it, like it's written like a Persona game. Where it's not... Like, it's a, it's a game that doesn't necessarily, like... It's fantastical. Like, it's, it's more anime than it is something else. You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to say. Where, like, I feel like people who aren't into anime might not like Valkyria Chronicles. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess. Like, I feel like sometimes anime people who don't like anime from the outside looking in they might think it's like written or like the dialogue is cheesy mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying 
Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. So uh, anyways, I'm enjoying it. I think it's pretty great. I, it, it was a fantastic deal, half off. Um, I'm enjoying a lot. Um, what is going on in the chat right now? So, yeah. So Valkyria Chronicles is great. I've been kind of getting into that. That's been one of the games taking my time since I've been Xbox-less. But what we should really get into, Mike, is that PlayStation VR. Okay. So... Historically, I have enjoyed VR from a distance. Obviously, neither one of us have VR rigs outside of this now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've played different things at PAX. Like, I've played things on Oculus. I've played things on Vive. I actually never played anything on PSVR prior to us getting them this week, mm-hmm. or last week, rather. And then we've, you know, we've done Trek, obviously. Yeah. So, I was never, like... Like, it's cool tech, and it's awesome, but I was never, like, from the outsider, from, from looking in, like, ah, there's no game that would justify that price tag to me, personally. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the games, I'm looking at the price tag of VR, and I'm like, I just don't think that's what I want to spend my money on. Plus, in the current state of VR we're in, though I will say some of the games I've played on PS4 are actually very impressive, the nature of VR headsets where you're still tethered. You have these wires. You know, if you're on the... I don't know if it's Oculus or Vive. I think it's Vive. has the cameras you have to set up around the room, correct? I don't... Oculus doesn't do that? I don't think Oculus does that. I think it's... I think it's the Vive. So it's like you... You have all of these asterisks. Like, you need to have the space, have the money, have all of these other... Yeah. If you're on that side of things, a powerful enough computer to handle all this stuff... So there's a lot of things that you need to have or have the money to have mm. in order to dip into this. For, in my opinion, not many, if any, killer apps. Like, no games that justify this. If PSVR wasn't on sale, I still don't think it's worth it. If you're buying PSVR for one of these games, I still don't think it's worth it. But now that we have it and we have a small library of some of these games... It's pretty fucking badass. It's fun. It's good times. Yeah. So you you picked up. There were two different bundles on sale. You got the super hot slash Creed. Creed. Have you played Creed yet? Haven't even unwrapped it. It's is it just a boxing like? I I know it's a like I don't even know what the game itself is about. Is it just a like boxing I game? I think it's just a boxing. Like I looked at the back and I'm like, oh, I remember Wii boxing, and then I I put it on my shelf. Is it pretty much just from what you can tell, like Wii boxing? I think so. See, it, it might be cool, but... Uh, it's it's probably cool. Yeah. I'll eventually pop it in just to see what it's like. I think the main reason why I didn't do anything with it is because I'm like, all right, that means I have to take Persona out of my PS4, and I'm too lazy to do that. You digital bastard. Um, so, and then I went with the Astrobot slash Moss bundle. The two differences being you got move controllers, I didn't. And we both got different games. Um, but I wanted Astrobot and I wanted Moss. And I figured I would just get move controllers elsewhere because I didn't want Creed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so far you've played Super Hot and as well as Beat Saber. Right. Somebody who has already played through Super Hot, mm-hmm. non VR. Mm hmm. Do you tell me to buy a Super Hot? It's a different game. 
It's that good? It's that different? It's like that different of an experience? It's a very different experience. Divulge. It's VR. <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? Is it the same game just in VR? Or is it like a, is it like different mode? Like, I mean, Super Hot at its core is just, you know, go through these levels. Time moves when you move. The difference being here is that, you know, instead of like clicking around, like picking up guns, aiming, it's grab the gun in front of you aim and then also these bullets are coming at you and you can see them coming at you yeah it fucking sounds amazing it's it's fun it it got really silly to me or silly i don't know i don't know what to call it is like so basically each time you're playing through like a level like you know you kill the red guys and it loads you into another level yeah you do that a few times before like it you beat the level so so to speak yeah and if you die in the middle, you have to start from the beginning again and do all that stuff again. Mm-hmm. So, like, it would get to a point for me where, like, I would keep losing at a certain point that I'd memorize exactly what I need to do yeah. in the beginning. So, like, there was, like, this one level where it starts off, I grab a hatchet, slice these two guys, the next level comes in, two guys are coming at me with knives, I punch one guy, take his knife, punch the other guy, take another knife, and then throw both knives <laughs> at the two other guys coming at me, so then they die, start the next level, I'm turning around, grabbing a thing... Throwing at a guy so that way he dies and I grab his gun, shoot the guy in front of me. Like, it's like that. It's like the game that you play on the computer. Is that you're doing things with your arms, and you're looking around. And it's amazing. It's fun. It's. Do you feel like John Wick? I, I mean, I feel like Neo, but I guess okay, I feel like right. Keanu Reeves. Okay. Great. Sure. There you go. All right. You just feel like Keanu Reeves. I feel like G- Keanu Reeves in the movie Constantine, or Speed. Yeah. So I. I actually already posed this question on Twitter when I was like debating, oh, what else should I pick up for PSVR? Mm-hmm. I just scooped this, blah, 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 I'm kind of excited. And multiple people said Super Hard VR. And, you know, just in a friendly way back, the question I just posed to you, if I've already played through Super Hard, is it worth me buying it again? And Let me ask you this. Brennan, do you remember like a story in Super Hot? I mean, there definitely is a story. There's, there's a story, but like, do you remember the story like do you remember it like does yeah, i remember does any of that factor into you saying like oh no i don't care about that yeah. i mean super hot is great itself it's a great game i know todd went back to it a lot and played endless mode and had a blast yeah and that would be fun for me to hop in maybe once in a while but like i'm not itching to go back to super hot it's a great experience i've never played anything else like it i don't know the next time i will mm-hmm. um but dropping you know 40 bones down or whatever on that experience again. It's forty dollars. I think it might be. It's either forty or thirty. I think. Oh. Um, which is one of the reasons why I was like, "Is this worth it for me to jump into again? Mm. Like, is this?" See, I didn't. I didn't know what the price was. Yeah, because you got on the bundle. Came out of bundle. So one of the first people to respond back to me said it was something like, "If the first time that you move your head and look to your left and you see a bullet whizzing by your face, mm. you know, like you know." He's like, you'll you'll never be able to play a game the same. Like, so I'm like, all right, okay, I'm on board with that. Like that that sold me. But then like a million people were like, well, not a million, like, come on. You but, don't, not that many people are looking at you. Yeah, later. but a decent amount of people wrote back and it was like, super hot's the way to go. Super hot, super hot, super hot. Mm-hmm. A few people dropping a Beat Saber. Um, but. Pero. Get me into Beat Saber now. I ordered the move controllers mm-hmm. for Beat Slaver slash 
super hot VR because uh-huh. I don't know what the fuck else I would even need them for. Mm-hmm. Knowing that I love rhythm games. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. I love rhythm games. All right, then get beat too. It's that good, huh? You need the exercise. Well, I definitely need the exercise. I was actually listening to a podcast today where one of them was saying, like, I play Beat Saber every morning, and it's like a decent workout. Yeah, I mean, I I basically only play on... Uh, so there's Easy, Normal, uh, Hard, Expert. And I've been playing mostly on Normal. And for the most part, I've turned off obstacles just because I haven't set up the thing right. So, like... There are certain times you're supposed to crouch, mm-hmm. and every time I've crouched so far, it doesn't register me crouching all the way, oh, so okay. I keep losing the So you gotta, like, fix your so camera. I, yeah, so I've just turned off obstacles, but, you know, it's fun, you know. Yeah. Wait, it's, like, drums? It's not, like, I mean, I guess it could go You're, you're swipe, like, slicing these things these to the of, beat. To the beat. The boxes themselves have arrows showing which way you're supposed to slice it. Okay. That's it. Have you noticed in either of these games, like other than the ducking thing with the obstacles, has it tracked everything pretty well? Like, is it pretty yeah, like one to one? Mm-hmm. Interesting. And it's fun when you like when you cross the sabers, your things vibrate, so it's like you're actually crossing really? two lightsabers. Like that's pretty fucking badass. I'm excited. And when like, the obstacles come by, like I turned on obstacles yesterday i think because i felt like it was tracking a little bit better yeah and i was lucky it didn't have me duck for this one if you like hold your sabers and you let them go into the obstacles like you can't go into the obstacle but the sabers can Mm -hmm. it'll vibrate too so it's like you're kind of cutting through it interesting okay yeah i mean i'm excited for this game it's not like like again we got smash next week i got plenty of other things to play but it's gonna be hard for me to say no once my move controllers come in the mail right so I feel like it's so weird. You, we both got VR, but we're both having two different like experiences right now. Because you have Super Hot and Beat Saber, mm-hmm. and then I have different games. So, Astrobot, Moss, Tetris Effect, and Firewall Zero Hour. So, I need to play more of Astrobot and Moss before I give like a really deeper impression. But on the surface so far, for how far I've gotten into them, Moss is, if I had to describe it in one word, it's just delightful. So to give you like a quick synopsis of what basically you're doing, it's a a story-based game, literally a story-based game where like the plot gets moved along by a book that like you're reading the pages of. You control... Um, oh crap, I forget the mouse's name. Oh, that's gonna kill me. You control the mouse. Um, but you are like, what it, what it must be a thing outside of that movie. But what is the guy in the mask in Spirited Away? Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, that must be like a that must be a thing, like it must be a thing outside of that. Mm-hmm. So you are that. So you're like watching over the mouse. And fuck, oh, it's gonna drive me insane that I can't remember the mouse's name. Um, so you, anyways, you uh, don't. You basically are controlling her as, as a platformer. There's some light puzzle elements. I, I just don't want to like 
give too much away or whatever. Right. But it's very enjoyable. Like it's just it's so well done. Each like I wouldn't say it's broken up into stages, but in between each book, I'll say book segment where it like furthers the story. Mm-hmm. There's like everything's locked to a I'll call it a room, even though it's not a room. Like you're outside in this world, but you complete an area and walk to the next one, and then it like moves you to the next spot. So like you are kind of fixed in like a you're you're basically the camera mm. of of the screen. Like if you're playing a three D platformer, you're the camera, pretty much. Um, where you can like move forward and back and like peek around, or, like get better angles on stuff. Like it, it is a li- like a virtual world. Like you can move forward and stuff and look around corners and stuff like that. It's like look for secrets or puzzles, and uh, you. It's not a scary game, but there was one moment in one of the levels where I'm in. I am in a swamp. Moss is on like, not the swamp, but like in that environment, but not like on the water. Yeah, and. I like leaned back on my couch a little bit and there was like a fucking tree coming out of the water and it like slowly popped up in my peripheral and I like looked over and there was like a tree like fucking right in my face and it scared the shit out of me. That's why I know I can't get Resident Evil 7. Well, that's why we need Todd on this because Todd got Resident Evil 7. And he even texted me. I don't know if he texted me or the group text and he said that like, holy shit he knows what's gonna happen and it's scaring the shit out of him yeah he, he texts the group yeah so I'm like I'm not on board with that um so Moss is great I would definitely recommend it if you have PSVR here's the thing I don't know if I would recommend anyone pick up PSVR for one of these games do you, do you feel that way about those two um yeah, it's a biggie. It's a pretty heavy investment for two games that I think are absolutely fun to play. I I don't know if I could say, hey, spend this much money to spend a little more money to have yourself a good time, especially with Beat Saber currently only having like fifteen songs. Yeah, and I don't know what the replayability of that is just mm-hmm. yet. I mean, I heard that they're going to do like paid DLC or something. Maybe I don't know. Which still is like that's a you you compare it to the PC, which again. Yeah. It's relative. If you already have VR on PC, PC yeah. then it doesn't fucking matter the conversation yeah. we're having now. But, like, the PC version of Beat Saber is, like, an infinite library. Yeah, because it allow custom tracks and shit. Um, so you would say, like, no. This is not a pickup from one or two of these games. Yeah, it's not a pickup. I, it's weird, because I feel like if you have a PSVR... You're not getting suggestions from us. I think you would have already picked up these games. One or any one of them. Because I don't think there's like a big library. And I think these are probably like the top caliber. Yeah, we definitely have some of the top level games for what's available on that platform. But so if you already have PSVR, you're already in. But if, if, if someone's on the fringe right now, let's, I mean, it could still be on sale. I don't know if it's still on let's sale. Let's put it this way. If you're buying somebody a gift and you're like, I'm going to get them a PSVR make sure they get one of those games. I'm not going to tell someone to buy it for themselves, but if you're buying a gift for someone, get them a PSVR. It's expensive, and you'll need to get one of those games, but it's a great gift. It is a great gift, I guess. Um, so on top of Moss, Astrobot, which I'm like dying to finish because a lot of people, and by a lot of people, I will say like the audience of people that play these PSVR games 
is so small because not a lot of people have PSVR. More than you would, like, still, I forget what the, I think it's over a million. Or, I don't think, is it over 10 million? It might actually be over 10 million people that have PSVRs. Which is a lot of people, when the PS4 is at 80 million, it's such a small it's a very small por- it's a lot portion of their player base. Considering how big their audience is, it's a small portion. Yeah. So, th- I mean, there's people out there, but there's not a lot of people that play all of these games. Mm-hmm. And Astrobot, for the people that I've seen talk about it, are like, this is one of the best games of this generation, and like 10 people have played it. And I'm sure it's a bigger number than that. But I really am, from what I've played so far, which is very little of the game, I'm shocked that it's not on more people's lists of like, hey, this is a game that you need to play. Like, this is a game that you need to play. Because it is so enjoyable. It's just a similar style thing of Moss. You are con- you are basically a glorified camera in the headset. Like, you are a camera. Mm-hmm. But you're controlling Astrobot. And it's just like, it's fucking delightful. Like, it's so much fun. Like, it's like, it's colorful. Moss is a little bit darker. A little bit more geared towards storytelling and puzzle solving. A puzzle solving. Did I say puzzle solving? You did say okay. puzzle solving. I didn't want to interrupt your train of thought there, but you 100% said that. Um, But, uh, Astrobot seems like it's it still has puzzle solving elements, but it's a little bit more of like a laid back platformer. It's just, it's great. I had Jen, I was like, Jen, I'm like, just put this on and try it. Like, I just want, like, just, I want you to see, like, I just want you to see this like i think it's a really cool experience i just want you to try it out so she puts it on i make her play the first level and at first she's like kind of like crapping out a little bit and whatever blah blah blah. and like i don't want to play i'm like just give it a shot like whatever i just want you to experience this it's kind of cool she gets oh that's fucking awesome uh she gets uh through the first level and I am expecting her to then say, how do I take this off? Like, get this off me. Like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. She beats the first level and she goes, so what do I do next? I'm like, I, I guess you, you can play the next level if you want. So it's just playing the second level. And she's like fucking moving around and like dan- like sing- like humming the song. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Did PSVR just make Jenna Gamer? Like, what the fuck just happened? And she was enjoying it. Like, she was like, the other night when she came home, she was like, she like mentioned something about a video game, and I was like, "You don't play, like you don't want to play video games." She goes, "I'll play video games." I'm like, "What? Like what the fuck just happened?" <laughs> Astrobot, you little fucking minx. But Astrobot's fantastic. If you have a PSVR, you don't have Astrobot. Fucking up. I don't know what you're playing on your PSVR. I don't know what you're doing, but you're fucking up. I, w- I do want to try watching a movie on it. Is that just a base feature? You can play any movie in your in VR. Yeah, I think it just it basically just. Imagine that you were at a movie theater and just like kind of makes like a big screen in front of you. But is, does it function the same way as though like have you ever just had your headset on and you're just at the position menu? menu? Yeah, I think it's like that. It's just like but it's like shitty bigger. garbage graphics. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I want to try it out and see what happens. Uh, all right. But again, actually, no, that wouldn't require me taking a discount. I could probably log into something and just watch a movie. I could probably log into like yeah, into one of your apps or something. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing I picked up was, well, actually, no, I got two games. So Firewall Zero Hour, which was one of the things that was driving me towards VR because I like tactical competitive shooting games. Um, and I, you know, Overwatch, Rainbow Six, stuff like that. I enjoy those types of games. And this was like, 
seem to be like oh, okay this is like vr rainbow six it's a little bit more tactical it's not just running around shooting like you gotta communicate from what i could tell me and todd figuring it out like again because the playstation vr player base is so little each game has an even smaller player base this is a game that's based around online multiplayer so the community for this is relatively small but it's like such a for the most part i haven't had any Todd said he's had a few negative experiences. I have had zero. Like, Todd even has it, negative experiences <laughs> across the board, and I think he should start looking at himself as the cause of all these issues. Yeah, I mean, hey, I didn't say it. You did. We get into a match, and like, I'm a level three fucking person, and it's like level thirty-seven, level fifty. Like, people that have been playing this game are joining, and it's like we played a match the other night, played a, a string of matches the other night, and this guy was level fifty. Like, comes in there, and, like, you you hop into a match in Overwatch, maybe, like, I mean, think about this. We hop into a competitive match in Overwatch. The first thing Todd does is look at this person's player history, their level, all this stuff. This guy hops in, and he's just like, hey, you guys just picked up VR? Nice. And, like, having a regular conversation, and, like, we have questions, like, fuck, like, what are we, like, oh, let's do that, like, helping us. Like, because, like, that's how small and, like, that community needs to be that way because they need players. You found anti Todd's what you're telling me. Kind of. Uh, I actually kind of wish that we, like, friend requested this guy because he was, like, very helpful and we kept winning matches. I'm like, this is great. Um, but, like, for the most part, everyone communicates and we haven't really run into any I negative think people. I think the funny part is... Not funny part, but I, I imagine everyone communicates because the player base is small and just because by virtue of the console you autom- you automatically have a headset. Like you, there's no excuse to like not talk because they have built. Yeah, that's true. Is there a way to mute your audio on there? Fuck what I know. I've been playing single player games. <laughs> Fair enough, uh, but I will say it, it. There are times where, like, the controller kind of doesn't. Like a penis. It, it, it does look like a penis. It like doesn't sync up with the camera and TV properly, so it's like mm-hmm. a little off, and you gotta like everyone has all these like, oh we'll just wave your controller a few times and then it will like line back up you can hold start and it like gives you a grid and it was supposed to line up sometimes it just doesn't line up straight and then sometimes it runs fine and like when it runs fine it's really fun it's like everything's slow moving it's four on four it's like attack versus defend and it's just like you're pu- putting the gum up gun closer to your face and it's like there's like a little red dot sight and it's like I'm closing one eye and, like, looking at the red dots that, like, trying to shoot people. It's, like, it is very cool. Like, the closest thing we're going to get to Mind Trick at home. home. Um, And I really did enjoy it. And it's a game that I will, like, as long as there's people playing it, I can hop on and find a match. It's a game that will stay in my rotation. It's it's really cool. It's, like, a way different experience. Some people we were talking to on there, this one guy was, like, dude, you'll never play. He's, like first person shooting games will never be the same to you again he's like this is like game changing and it really is kind of like i don't know if i'd want to play every shooting game that way but there's something to be said about when you can like look around and just be fully immersed in what's happening like i'm the thing that i feel like i do every time i start up a game in vr is i like look behind me like i just look around because it brings me back to that time at pax east maybe 2015 when we played that vr spaceship game mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about yeah the first thing i did in that vr spaceship game when we sat down is i looked down and it was like i looked down and it was like 
somebody sitting in a cockpit. And it blew my fucking mind. Because I wasn't expecting that. That was, like, one of our first times really, like, playing something cool in VR. You're like, all right, let's fucking look behind the curtain here. And... <gasps> well, that's, what, like, I was expecting it to, you know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. And then I turned around, and it was, like, a fucking robot, like, doing stuff on the ship. And I'm like, what is happening? I'm He's in like, this spaceship. stop looking at me, you fucking jamoke. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, that's how, it, like, that's how it felt. Like, it felt, like, completely immersed. And if it was the other way around, and I turned around or looked down, and it was just black, mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, cool. I'm playing a game. Like, awesome. But no. Like, you feel in it. So, I just, I appreciate that. Like, there might not be anything interesting behind you, but... There's something there they, to make you feel like you're the in the spot. They took the time to be like, hey, listen, you've got a VR headset. You look ridiculous. The least we can do is make sure if you were to turn all the way around, there's something back. Yeah. But the cool thing about that technology in a shooting game like Firewall Zero R is that we play for the most part sitting down. But the other night, I was like, Todd, I'm going to try standing up and see if the gun is a little bit more accurate. And I personally felt like, at least with my setup, that it was a little bit more accurate to reading my where I was pointing it. But more importantly, my freedom of movement was expanded because I wasn't, like, sitting down and, like, tilting my body at, like, smaller, slower angles. It was, like, so, like, ridiculous to be able to be, like, moving down a small corridor. And instead of, like, using sticks, because it has, like, two analog sticks on the on the gun, right. to, like turn and stuff and look i was just still moving forward but like as i'm walking forward like physically turning my body and because i'm standing up and have quicker freedom of motion i was like peeking this way peeking that way like looking up it was just like i could fucking be down with a game like this overwatch might give you a fucking heart attack because everything's so fast moving yeah where this is like a not a stealth game but like it's a imagine just quickly <laughs> just quickly imagine playing overwatch in this and you've got your move controlling you're swinging your fucking reinhardt hammer like, how much oh, mike that would be incredible actually sign me up yeah actually i'm, I'm in for it too yeah that's... i have to drop my move controls every single time i reload as reapers <laughs> you, you pull new ones out of your pocket what it how would you play as wrecking ball uh you just in a, you're in a hamster wheel oh, okay all right i'm down with that uh, but I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. And then the final thing that I picked up so far for VR that is like a fucking experience. I think you would enjoy. It. I know you're not really big a Tetris guy, yeah. but I feel like you're, you're, you like music. I suppose. So, Tetris Effect, which you can play not in VR. Uh, the VR doesn't, the VR doesn't like do anything. Like the game, it's just Tetris. But when you have it on, I actually haven't played it in non-VR, mm-hmm. but when you're playing it in VR and you have headphones on, because the game is like synchronized with the music, where when you're clearing lines, you know, depending on what track you're playing, the song might start to speed up and in turn make the pieces come faster or it might slow down. And it, as opposed to like regular Tetris where the game speeds up as you get further in the game to make it harder for you, whatever. Mm. This is like, sometimes the tempo, because it's the song, just starts speeding up and the game starts getting really fast. And then it gets the song, the tempo might switch back and it's like, then it slows down a little bit again. So it's like a different take on Tetris that way. There's some other, like, there's, I don't know if it's called zone or something, but you can press both the triggers and it like slows everything down, allows you to clear more lines and blah, blah, blah. But what's really cool about it being in VR is that 
there's small little details to each stage that link up with the songs. Like some songs will have like a there's like one level that's like a windmill vibe. So it like the song is like probably like pan flutes and stuff. Like it's all like wind instruments, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like there's like windmills and stuff and it's just like there's little things that are like coming towards you and like moving past you to like immerse you a little bit deeper. But uh it's oh man. It has a small single player campaign called Journey Mode that you play a few sets of you play like, like sets of a few songs in succession. So after you clear a song, it just moves on to the next song. The theme of the of the map changes. It's just a really good Like I feel like if I did drugs, this would be the best game in the world to play because it's like visually stunning and like the the music is like it's just good music for the most part. Like there's not really any songs that I'm like Ugh, there's a few that are like bring like pain because it's hard not because it's bad music you know what i mean mm-hmm. like there's one level in particular that's like has flames i feel like i feel i just feel like i'm in hell when i'm playing this level i feel like there's flames everywhere in the background um but it's like it's it gets very tough and it's like deep drums and it's like it just you can feel it like because you're like just immersed in this stupid thing but it brings a whole element to tetris that it's just tetris effect is like a a thing you just have to experience it's really fucking cool and if you like tetris and or like music and you have psvr i would definitely uh i would definitely check it out also if you do drugs check it out if you do drugs i guess do that too honestly start taking drugs Uh i didn't condone that but hey mike mike's a free man um you saw the guy opening a dispensary here yeah i knew that was i knew that there there's a few coming to mass i knew that was coming um can i just quickly say uh, uh i was surprised like i forgot that it was legal in california so i was like surprising all the dispensaries when i was going down the highway so you didn't tell me that but i mean yeah i mean it's kind of jarring especially because i mean i don't smoke yeah, I don't either. um but it's like when i went to colorado last year it was like very weird to me to be like everyone i was with was like except for one other person everyone i was with we like landed at the airport finally like you know finally left the fucking airport we it was a work trip so like we went to the brewery first had a couple beers and then we we're like all right let's go walk down the street and get food and then of course everyone because it's not, they're not used to it being legal was like mm-hmm. we want to stop at a dispensary first and like i don't like i'm not like a fucking like i'm not going there i'm just like cool you guys do that i'm like gonna go with you but like then probably like looking like a record store or something Mm -hmm. because the area we're in was like artsy like super cool um but it was like everyone went into the dispensary and then meanwhile like me and this other guy were like there's a coffee shop right next to it let's get some fucking nice espresso and it was like really good coffee shop and then we come out and then they come out and it's like really good weed shop and it was like all right let's go eat like it was just weird but like that's what we're doing here um it's so I did go into one of them, and it was, like, it was called, like, The Ranch. It was, like, secluded. It was supposed to be, like, a really good one. Mm-hmm. I don't know the difference. But you, it was such a weird... Did you, you didn't go into one, did you? No. It's such a weird experience. Again, I don't know if this is the norm or whatever, but you go in, and there's, like, <laughs> like it's, like, things in glass cases. You go in, you have to give them your ID and, like, check in. Like, get it. Like, they're going to be super legal about it because they don't want to lose their license to do that. Right. Um, so I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm not buying anything. Like everyone else is, I'm just here to like see it. Like we're on a trip, whatever. So give them a thing. There's like binders of 
like thick fucking binders, like at least like 40 pages. And it was like breaking down like every type of weed they had and like pricing and all this stuff, like pipes, like all the paraphernalia. And then there was like a whole nother section of like cookies, brownies, Ooh. fucking gummy bears, like all these things. I'm like, what is this called? Is this like normal for like states that it's legal in? Like it was so ridiculous. Apparently, apparently, from what I heard from everyone, it's gummies are like super potent. Like you eat a gummy and it like fucks you up. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know if there's a way for like, like people to know if it's like a weed gummy or like you know what I mean. Like I don't. Like, you could smell it. I don't think so. What I, I. So, I don't smoke. I had friends that smoked. You know, throughout high school and college. Yeah. And. Like, I don't even, like, I know when they got weed. I just don't know, was there someone that was also giving out gummy bear weed? Was back that, then? Back then? Like, did, did they have guys that did? Like, I don't remember them ever being like, hey, <laughs> I got some fucking pot gummies. Let's fucking yum, yum, yum. I don't think so. I've never really seen people, because, I mean, we hang around with people that, that yeah. do stuff. I have never really seen people with that around here. I don't, I'm assuming it's not an easy process, maybe, or yeah. too expensive to make. Um, but it was like regular for out there. It was like, it was just like flavors. Like you want fucking watermelon shubazu and fucking blueberry bippity boops and like watermelon shubazu is my favorite. <laughs> but like when people knew me and Todd were out there, like I won't say people's names, mm-hmm. but like people were like, "Oh, can you bring back gummies?" And I'm like, I kind of want to do this for you because, like, again, I don't see how someone could be like. Give me those gummy bears. They're definitely drug gummy bears without eating one because it didn't smell like anything. I don't know. But I was like, I'm not getting on a plane with like a bunch of gummy bears. Yeah. Someone was like, no, no, no. But then you check luggage. They were like, all you have to do is just, uh, you know, buy some like gummy things, open the bag, dump them all in, and then just keep it in your bag. No one's going to check that. I'm like, I feel like... They, they will. They like throw out gummy bears. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't want to throw my gummies. They're fucking gummy bears. You can buy them wherever. Like you, yeah. You... So I don't know, but I wasn't about to like get into like any sort of legal trouble for someone else's gummy bears. Yeah. So I, I didn't do that for anybody that asked. Um, but yeah, it's just weird. It's just like again being so removed from that culture. Like going into that shop, I was like, what the fuck is happening here? Um, that's cool. I mean, whatever. If that's what you're into. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't. Uh, so before we wrap things up, great. We should probably plug our beautiful sponsors for the evening, Mike. All right, you got to it. Uh, our first sponsor of episode one seventeen of the Past the Controller podcast is Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday or Saturday night from 7 to 11, make sure to head on down to Higginson Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you're unaware of what a fatty is, you can check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty and educate yourself on these tasty, tasty treats. And when you do head down to to Goodnight Fatty, let them know the past controller sent you. And Mike, it's time to take the curtain off and let people know. I'm probably sweating bad. Look at the sweat marks. Uh, Is it sweating? I mean, I can, that you said it, I can, like, look for it, okay. but I really don't want to stare at your pits that long. Yeah, that's fine. Now that we are getting closer to the event, we can talk about it. We are going to be doing our first event at Goodnight Fatty. The weekend of December 14th, we will be there on the 14th and the 15th, hanging out with Goodnight Fatty, playing some games, eating some cookies, having a good time. So, if you are in 
Massachusetts, and you're a fan of us and a fan of good cookies, come hang out with us at Goodnight Fatty on December 14th and December 15th from 7 to 11. We'll be there at all hours having a good time. We'll have some special cookies themed around the event, and uh, it's it's going to be great. I'm excited. I'm excited to do this. And since Smash will be out at this time, it will most likely be one of the games we have featured at Goodnight Fatty. Mike, I cannot wait to show you the business in front of a pack room of fatties. Yeah, well, keep waiting. So support them, support us, come on down to that event. It's going to be a good time. Our second sponsor of the evening is Beer Brand. Beer Brand is a premium men's grooming company with products for your not only your beard, but your hair and body. They formulate their products to work with your body's natural chemistry rather than to disguise or change it. Many competing companies' uh, products are formulated to address a man's insecurities. Mike, Beard Brand thinks you're awesome. And their products are designed to help you be the man you want to be. I lost my place multiple times right. while trying to look at you while reading this. Yeah, Apparently, I'm not good at doing that. Nope. Um, so our listeners can head over to beardbrand.com and get a free sample of sea salt spray automatically added to your order. Um, if you're looking for suggestions on what to get, I use the Beard Balm, the Utility Balm, as well as the Beard Oil. Um, I would recommend their Beard Oil over any other Beard Oil I've ever had. Um, it's it keeps your beard feeling, you know, looking glistened. It keeps your beard feeling wet without being oversaturated. The utility bomb is probably what I use the most. I, sometimes I don't like to always oil up my beard, um, and I don't like to use this stuff every day. But I do use it quite often, and I definitely uh, it's the best products that I've ever put on my beard for sure. Look at this thing; it's voluptuous. Um, so yeah, head over to beerbrand.com, get yourself a sea salt spray. Their stuff smells delicious. I use four vices. Uh, but yeah. Mike, that brings us to what is going to be a fucking jam-packed Mike's Anime. Really? Uh, yeah, Mike, because we got some fucking anime news hitting the fucking headlines this week. Oh. We got... Is it Evangelion? I'm fucking in. Uh, Evangelion coming to Netflix. Right. We get Cowboy Bebop live action coming to Netflix. Uh-huh. And we get Ultraman. New anime. It's new, right? Yeah. Coming to Netflix. So Netflix is blowing their fucking load of animus. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about this? Uh, the Evangelion news reminded me that in high school I lent out... Um, I had the entire series in the movies... And I lent them out, and I got most of it back, but I'm still missing the movie. All right, call this motherfucker out right now. Uh, they know who they are. They know <laughs> oh, exactly listen, who they are. Listen, motherfucker, if you're listening right now, give Mike back his Evangelion. I'll leave uh, it at that. Yep. As somebody who's never watched Evangelion, mm-hmm. I'm seeing mixed reactions to this coming to Netflix on Twitter and internet in general. Mm-hmm. Is this worth my time? Is this something I would like? A lot of people say that you don't like Evangelion. You just experience it, is what I keep seeing. Yeah, that's fair. I don't think you'd like it. What is, uh, is there like an overarching premise to the show? Yeah. Do you, do you, is, what is it? Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm curious to see if it's something I should dabble in. I mean, so we're in some, I can't even call it the future, because I'm pretty sure it might actually, at this point, take place in the past. Uh, cause compared would, to like actual today, compared to okay. like actual time, it yeah. might. 
I forget the exact year. Is like, it that old? It came out like 96. Okay. Um, so basically, at some point, there's a catastrophic, catastrophic event that, you know, decimates the world's population. We're down to a few people living and whatever. And uh, there are these giant monsters called a- angels that are uh, trying to do something. I don't think it's clear until, like, somewhere near the end of the series. And maybe not even until the movie what's going on. But these angels come down. And the only way to fight angels is for these kids to get in these giant robots. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that the robots have, like, the souls of the kids' mothers in them and other things. And at some point, Shinji jerks off on uh, Watch Your Face's comatose body. That happens in the movie. That's is... not important to the plot or anything. I just like bringing it up. <laughs> All right. Is it one of your top animes? I wouldn't call it top. It's definitely, like, one of the first... Uh, how do I describe this? At some point in like the early 2000s, it might have been like around the time I was starting high school, like I got really into anime, I guess you could say that. Mm-hmm. And like I had all these magazines and this and that and other. And like one of them was like really talking about Evangelion a lot. So for Christmas, I got the box set. Yeah. And, you know, it's like the probably the first anime box that I owned. And I watched, I watched it all. Got to the end and got very confused because I was promised a lot of things would happen that did not happen. Oh. Because uh, some more background stuff. I guess they ran out of money making the series. Really? They, like, ran out of money. And, like, the fucking last couple episodes were, like, doodles and shit. And, uh... Wait, are you being serious? 100% serious. Like, the last couple episodes were, like, doodles and fucking clip show things, like, things that already happened. <laughs> Wait, how is it? How are? Explain the doodles part. It's just like because it's just drawings. Because like by the end, instead of like showing what's actually happening, it was like uh, we just basically go into the mind of the main character and like like his thoughts and shit. So like it would be like fucking weird, like not like full drawings, but like fucking scribbles and shit to like I don't know symbolize the guy's thoughts. Who fucking cares? And then they like finish up the series in like the second movie because the first movie if i recall correctly was like a recap of the series and then the first half of the actual ending and then there was the movie with the actual ending if you're gonna watch evangelion now just fucking watch the new movies that they have coming out which are substantially different at a certain point but Mm -hmm. whatever okay we'll see none of this is coming to netflix until 2019 right yeah i think so are you excited that Evangelion's coming there, or do you not need to like watch any of it again? Or I, with the exception of the movie and maybe one of like the DVDs of the series, I have it all. The problem is for a lot of people is that the movies and the shows are like out of print. They've been out of print for a long time. Oh, so that's why this so, is like, a big if, deal. Yeah, like if you don't already own it, it's very difficult to come by it. Is it a Funimation show? No. I'm. It was never on Crunchyroll before either. No. I wonder, do you think it's just expensive to get the rights to the show? Is I, that why? I forget what happens. I, it was produced by Studio Gynax, which I don't believe exists anymore. And mm. like, there's a whole bunch of things that happen behind the scenes. I didn't read okay. into it, but I just know that it's just been out of print for a long time. Okay. Um, how do you feel about the other two announcements? Cowboy Bebop live action? You think that's going to be a fucking disaster piece? I think... 
that it's not going to live up to the expectations people would have for it. I think people already are going into it saying like they don't want it, so they have like preconceived um, conceptions of they're they're setting themselves up to not like it. Yes, I think they already aren't going to like it, and going in with a bias. They I feel like there's a right way for me to say this, and I'm not doing. I don't it. know what it is. Uh, yeah, they would have to. It has to be done very well. I think it's going to fall into the same problem that I personally have for like the Disney remakes of cartoons. Oh, of, which like, is either they do something different, which will piss people off because it's different, or they do a shot for shot like remake, which. You know, great. The original was cool. You're not bringing anything to the table other than making it live action. Is that what any of the Disney ones have been? That was my assumption. I think I, I heard that about Beauty and the Beast. Oh, I, th- I thought I heard something about Jungle Book being a little bit different. I think Jungle Book might be different because they might have adapted it more from, like, the original story Book. as opposed to yeah. the cartoon. But, like, I think that was the problem with Beauty and the Beast. And did they do another one? I mean, do, they, they just they showed do, Lion King off. They just showed Lion King. Dumbo's coming. Dumbo's coming. They do Cinderella. I don't think so. And I think Winnie the Pooh was live action, but it was a different. It was, it was like, like a, its own story. Its own story where fucking Christopher Robin was grown up. Okay. Played by Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, You're my only hope. Yeah. Uh, do, does any character say to that him say that to him in the movie at all? This is a wasted line if they didn't. Say what to who? If any character says to, like, Christopher Robin, like, but you're my only hope, Christopher. I didn't see the movie. I, I know, but it, that should be a thing, though. That should be in there somewhere. It's a fucking waste if they didn't. Take it up with Disney. Yeah, I don't want to get involved with Disney. Alright. So, I feel like we got off the normal, the, the original question, which was, how are we feeling about this Cowboy Bebop situation? I'll I'll watch it. Okay. I'll watch it. I don't have high expectations for it, but I'll watch it just to see what they do. Just because it's live action? Just just... to see what they do with it. Well, you don't have high expectations just because it's live action or... Just because I don't know... I can't... What's it doing for me? Other than being live action, like, what is it bringing to the table? I have no idea. Is, Is anyone from the original show involved? The original creator, I believe, is involved in some capacity. That's a good sign. That's a good sign, but... Was anyone from... Uh, I forget who wrote it. Was anyone from Death Note involved with the Death Note Netflix stuff? I don't believe so. So, I mean, having someone involved who's that close to the project might be good for it? Might be good for it. But again, like... What are you... What... What are you trying to tell by remaking the show in live action? Like, Yeah, you, that's true. What are you trying to do other than being like, hey guys, we know you like this. What if we did it in a different medium? I mean, that's what all these companies like to do, Mike. They like to just repackage everything and give it back to us. Yeah. And we're all dumb and keep doing it back, buying it. So. Throw a bunch of shit on the wall. Some of it's going to stick, right? Oh, I've got some sticky poops. <laughs> uh, and then the last being Ultraman. Do you have a history with Ultraman? Or... Not especially. Uh, I I know when I was a kid, at some point, Fox Kids had like an Ultraman show, mm-hmm. but like I wasn't super into it. And Ultraman has like a long, you know, popular history, and I'm not fully versed in it. Yeah, I will say having like no background in Ultraman 
I fuck with that trailer. The show was pretty good. Yeah, it's fine. I'm on board with that. I could I could give it a shot. Though I gotta read. Uh, I'm assuming it's gonna be oh subbed and not dubbed since it was yeah. subbed in that trailer. Probably. Um, but yeah, I mean, anything else going on in Mike's anime world? No. All right. Well, it's time to show you guys live right now the first look at Mike's anime shirt. Okay. I don't have it queued up. We're not doing that. I'm just Great. kidding. Ha 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 Jokes. I'm so funny. Look at me. Before we go, Mike, one last thing. Oh, just one last quick thing. Uh, you know, we like to answer the Discord's questions. The fans have questions. And they want them answered. And sometimes we give them that, that justice. There was one question posed today. And it was a question that wasn't even asked by anyone in our Discord. It was a question that someone else asked that they shared in the Discord. Because they want our answers, Mike. Mm-hmm. Greg Miller. Mm-hmm. Some of you may know him as Game Over Greggy. I don't. He's a big deal. Come on, old Greg. I'm just kidding. He plays. <laughs> I don't know what he does. Oh, I imagine that's close. Yeah, uh, might not be far off actually. But uh, he posed a question on his Twitter the other day that was multiple people in our Discord want to want our answers on. So mm-hmm. we're gonna give some answers here and uh, Greg asked in the afterlife you discover that like your favorite video game your life has a stat page chronicling the mundane stuff like distance travel to the crazy like to the crazy stuff like bug swallowed and everything in between what's the first stat you want to see like I know you I think you actually already answered that on Twitter but what you got for us uh, I got see. a couple first stat well actually distance travel does sound fun I, I kind of want to know how many steps I took. Yeah, I mean, I would, if this was a legit thing, I, I would love to be able to, like, click my smartwatch that I don't have and be like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, steps taken, you know. Um, I'm over-encumbered, jeez. I think I would have it's a, a fallout joke. I think I'd probably have a good grasp on, like, how many years I was alive, so that was boring. Um, I don't know, total poops. Total poops is a good one. For me, some of the things I'd like to see would be number of to, – to put it into, like, a metric that makes sense, and I feel like this is the most I've consumed of it. So, like, this would be the, the way to measure it. So you could just convert the non-versions of this into this version. How many cans of Coke I've drank? Because mm-hmm. especially back in the day, I was, like – You were pounding them. I was, I was all about that soda. Yeah. So convert, like, soft drinks – Convert it elsewhere into that 12-ounce format. Mm-hmm. How many cans of Coke have I consumed? Followed by how many shots of espresso I've consumed. Mm-hmm. I'd also like to see how many times that I went for a spike but spiked myself in Smash. That is a metric I'd like to see. I like. I would like for you to ask <laughs> that just, just to be like, we don't keep track of that. That's stupid. And then you know what? I'd want to see a group stat. I'd want to. I want to be able to like. You know how in some games you can like, oh, what's your rank, or like, what's your rank with like your friends list. You know. Yeah. So like, go into like, what's your rank with your friends list, and just see like an overall who has the most kills all time in Smash. You know, just just to know, just to know. I thought you were gonna ask something like. First of all, like part of me was like. Count them like so. How many kills I got, and like how many people have I personally murdered compared to you? <laughs> but no, you're talking about video games. I want to know how how long was I asleep? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. 
Um, like compared to my entire life, like how much time do I spend in bed just to sleep? Because I'm sure it's like a very sad number. I feel like some of those stats are things you can get like the average for. Like I feel like there's like a average number. Like we surveyed this many thousand people, mm-hmm. and this is the amount of time you spend a week at a red light and like yeah. asleep. Yeah, that's the average, but I'm pretty sure I'm on, like, the wrong side of that. Oh, I'm definitely, on any statistic, I'm on the bad side of that. that. Mm. Or just not even on the curve. I'm I'm the guy that's fucking up the metrics. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Anytime in school someone used the bell curve, I was definitely the one reaping the benefits of that. It's like, oh, you studied and got a 95? Your boy got a 67 now. Yeah, I love grading on a curve. Physics, am I right? Pretty much any Mr. Zenox class. I was like, give me the bell curve, baby. Give me that bell curve. Uh, Can I rank you guys against the smartest person in your class? And guess what? The smartest person in your class is a fucking dummy. So, <laughs> congrats. I'll, I'll never forget one time in Mr. Zenox class. I forget what we were talking about. But he gave us, like, the probability of, like, there's a one in blank chance of like running into a wall and like going through it or something, mm-hmm. or like you know what I mean. There he was... gave us it was like a infinitesimally small number. And like me being a fucking adolescent moron, I don't mm-hmm. care about science. I know I said some dumb remark or like raised my hand and said something dumb, and I think he was just fed up with me at this point. And though I have nothing bad to say about this man, very smart man, very mm-hmm. good man, I was just a bad. St- I was apathetic towards science and math. Yes. I just didn't care. I don't think I'm a dummy. I just didn't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said something witty back, or like he was like, oh, why don't you just, you know, why don't you, like, like he, he like was like, why don't you just run into it that many times then? Yeah. Or something like that. And I was like, this motherfucker. Um, I wasn't like a bad kid, but I, I could be like a smart ass sometimes. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Mike, that wraps up this episode Great. of the Pass Control Podcast. Okay, it's done. If you nope. want to support us... You definitely don't. You probably shouldn't. But if you did want to support us, we just launched our store. I was going to say shop, and then I said store, and I went store. You went store. And Something so, that Iowa I said. I was... I don't know what they're called. <laughs> So we just launched our shop. Uh, we were weighing out some different options on what to do with where to host our things and blah, blah, blah. We settled on Threadless for now. Um, so you can head over to passthecontroller.threadless.com or passthecontroller.io slash store. In both of those ways, you can access the few different options we have up there now for T-shirts, tank tops, long sleeves, sweatshirts, all this fun stuff. We do have some new designs on the way. If you're in our Discord, which the easiest way to join that is to hop on Twitter, it's in our pinned tweet, and see Joe just actually shared a peek at the latest design coming to the shop. So that'll be up sometime later this week. Um, As always, you can find us on the internet at PassTheController.io, on Twitter and on Instagram at PassController, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PassController. Those are all places. You can give us more money at patreon.com slash pass the controller if you want to see us do more cool things. And, uh, I don't know, you can find me at B. Groom. What about this guy over here? Mm. I think I'm on the internet. Yeah, he's out there somewhere. Come to our event. If you live in Massachusetts, 
come to our event. December 14th, December 15th at Goodnight Fatty. Or just come get cookies. No, don't give a shit about us, but if you want some That's cookies, the thing. Just... We'll be there, but you got to get the cookies. Cookies are where it's at. If, if anything, you should show up and then pretend you don't know us. Just get your cookies. Get out. It's also an, a possibility and an option. I mean, listen, the, the sky's the limit here. But if you want to see me in person, like, give Mike the fucking spike. He smells as bad as he looks. That's also true. Uh, but anyways, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Past Controller Podcast, episode 117. Leave us a review on iTunes. 